0: Welcome back to Mind Matters with Mia. I know it has been a little while, um, but today we'll be talking about um, some big changes and anxiety that comes with that as well as grief. So specifically to me, like I have um, graduation coming up and I'm going to college and it's just like big things going on in my life that are definitely a lot to unpack sometimes. Um, But my guest today um, is our wonderful wellness coordinator here at Valencia, Miss Jackie Pershing. Hi, Jackie. Hey, Mia. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you on today, especially for May, which is Mental Health Month. I feel like it's a perfect time for me to just pop back in here and record another episode. It's been so long. Awesome. Um, Okay, so I just want to get right into it. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, again, my name is Jackie
1: Pershing. Mm -hmm. I am the Wellness Coordinator at Valencia High School, Um, I grew up in the Santa Clarita Valley, went to Hart High School, was in theater and show choir when I was there, and I'm a clinical social worker, so I've really enjoyed working with students at Valencia.
0: Yes, and we love having you here. Jackie is the wellness coordinator, like I said, and um, she works here in the wellness center, which is this beautiful, amazing place. If you haven't seen it, I wish you could come here right now and see it, because it is just... It's calm space where people can just come for breaks and after school and during class to talk to Jackie and also just kind of um, be in the space and do any activities they need or just have some quiet time. So you were talking a little bit about your background. So now I kind of want to know how you got into the specific line of work. Did you like what got you into psychology and um, like clinical work and stuff? So I spent some time working at Mental
1: Health America, which is actually the organization that started um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I worked with them, and I actually worked with individuals that were experiencing homelessness okay. as well as mental health issues. So worked with them, um, and then I ended up transitioning to a different program that worked with transitional aged youth. So that's any young adult that has been in foster care or has been touched by the juvenile justice system. And as I was working with them, I noticed that a lot of them weren't able to get jobs. And that was super concerning because then a lot of them were also experiencing homelessness. Right. So I started asking, like, well, like, what's going on? And they were just explaining, like, well, I didn't finish high school. I didn't graduate. So I wanted to know why, mm-hmm. like, what is happening in our system right now that Foster youth aren't finishing high school, and they're not able to graduate, which then has a whole like repercussion, right? Now right. they're not able to get a job, they're not able to get housing, yeah. um, and they're struggling with their mental
0: health. It's kind of like a whole cycle, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so that's what got me into education. So I decided to check out education, and I started with the William S. Hart School District, mm-hmm. and I worked with this amazing social worker, Nancy Phillips, who was overseeing our foster youth in the district. Um, And we just started working together, and I started working with different foster youth. And I was able to identify that at the end of the day, it really came down to relationships. So if we can assist students in just having that one adult on campus that they can have a relationship with, research shows that that makes all the difference. So I'm just here trying to build relationships, one student at a
0: time. Yeah, and I love that you kind of are that person for people at this campus, Valencia. Um, but it's really cool. i I guess that intersection of education and mental health is really important right now, and I've always kind of thought of it as kind of what you do in just students in high schools, but I didn't really think about the um, like further the foster children and kind of like the cycle that it causes. I guess, yeah, um, like certain issues that you people struggle with in their childhood, it kind of causes struggles with. Um, like, I mean, this is just the extremes or what you were saying, but like homelessness and um, not being able to get a job. And then that kind of cycles into more mental health struggles. So it's kind of like, really, it's really cool that you're able to like help with that and and stop that cycle. Yeah, it's definitely a very rewarding experience. So,
1: Um,
0: okay, so you were talking about working at Valencia, obviously in this high school setting. So do you find it rewarding working with high schoolers, especially because Um, I know you said your background is kind of all with education and and younger people. So um, how do you feel about working with, like, this age of people, especially in this mental health world? Yeah. So I always, like, my career started working
1: with older adults and adults, and I never saw myself working with, like, teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, But ever since I got into education, like, I don't think I'm ever going to leave. Like, I love working with teenagers and high schoolers. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably, like... Just a really just rewarding experience, I guess. Um, Being able to be that person that someone trusts and feels safe enough to talk to Mm -hmm. is incredibly rewarding. And I think just being able to have the wellness center here and able to have students come in and just talk if they need to or just sit if they need to, like, is awesome. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, okay. I was
0: just saying, like, do you find it rewarding? But it sounds like definitely yeah, you do. Yeah, is there anything that like surprised you about switching from kind of like your your um, your past like background work that you were saying to like this specific job, just working out of school? Um, I think what
1: surprised me the most, so, um, was probably how many students are struggling with men- their mental health. Okay. Um, I, I didn't expect it to be such a large population, I think. So that was incredibly surprising. I think the other thing that was surprising was that a lot of the students that I work with this is the first time they've ever even talked about their mental health or how they're feeling or what's going on. So that was surprising to me that they didn't have someone that they trusted that they could talk to. Um, So, yeah, those things were pretty surprising. I mean, at this wellness center, we have, out of the total student body, we have about 30% of our students that utilize the center. So that's huge. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I guess just because of, like, my experience in the mental health world and being able to talk to people like you and and just being in certain clubs and stuff I am like used to people talking about mental health which is great but I'm I kind of just expect that everyone has resources and knows about it and knows how to take care of themselves not that it's easy but um but then it's interesting when you like like what you're saying when you're talking to people and you realize like not everyone has those resources or like understands how to take care of them right um it's like really great that you're able to like be that person at school and like be that support that people need yeah but yeah incredibly rewarding yes um okay so kind of going into our topic so i I know this is kind of broad because it's not all the same but we were talking about like um going through big changes in your life and kind of like the, the emotions that come with that so like anxiety or um I guess grief is kind of a whole different topic, but I know we were saying we would talk about grief a little bit. So what are some of the common reactions you would say in your experience to um, grief and change and um, like, how does that kind of affect our mental health? Yeah. So
1: I think like when we, if we go back to what you were saying earlier, like this is a time in your life where you're, you're a senior, right? You're graduating, Mm -hmm. you're thinking about where you're going to be going to school. You might be leaving home. So all these things are happening. And I think oftentimes when we think about grief, we think, Oh, someone has passed away and now we're grieving. Um, but grief is so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Right. So even the transition from high school to college like there's grief in that yes. there's loss in that um so you're losing the structure of those four years the structure of the of high school you're losing maybe you're moving away from your friends so there's loss of friendship maybe you're leaving home so there's loss of the structure of being at home so that's all a grieving process and I think sometimes our brains don't necessarily love the uncertainty of what's unknown right right? yeah so when we're going into this next chapter there's so much uncertainty we don't really know what to expect Mm -hmm. and our brain doesn't really know what to expect so with that might come some fear some like anxiousness some overwhelm some stress of what does my future look like um so I think all of that really plays a big part in transitions
0: yeah and I really like how you said that because I guess I never really thought about it in that way I guess um regarding grief because yeah when when you do think of grief it's kind of like these big losses and and like and like a almost permanent feeling of like this sadness and and loss Uh, and obviously not to invalidate that that does happen and there's separate like things that go on with like big um, feelings of grief like that but um, I guess grief in your normal life is a thing you know and I and I guess I like that word to use because I feel like it's it's larger than just sadness but it is like a type of loss when you, like, go through big changes, even if it's a positive change, you know, right. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I'm so sad for myself, and I'm, I'm like, losing all these things, but it, it's just kind of, like, mentally, I guess, mm-hmm. and it depends on the person, but I would say I'm very, like, I like structure, and I and I like being in control of things, and I like knowing what's going on, so definitely when it's something as big as moving several hours away and having to like live with someone you don't know and and um go like and just not know just not have control over you know your circums- yeah. your your um surroundings it's definitely it's it's a big change yeah so it it does feel like this kind of scary thing and obviously I'm very lucky and privileged to have to even have the opportunity to go to college and not everyone has that but it's all like individual you know and I think it just right. depends on like your reaction to it. Yeah. And I think oftentimes like when we
1: say like, Oh, like I am sad that I'm losing all those things. Like you can be sad and excited at the same time. Like that's totally okay. And normal and human. Mm -hmm. Um, so in these experiences of change and transition, we may feel a multitude of
0: feelings and emotions. So, and that's totally okay. I really, I love that you said that because I feel like it's kind of, normal life you're kind of just expected to like feel one or the other and and if you know some people are sad about it and some people are happy about it but it's it's hard to like to grapple with both at the same time because it feels like conflicting you mm-hmm. know you're, you're like well I shouldn't feel sad because I'm so lucky and excited and yes. I am excited you know but yeah. but then you're also like going through so many different things at the same time so right. it's like okay to sit with that feeling of knowing that you can be both at the same time yeah um but it's honestly it's kind of um like refreshing you know knowing that you can be both yeah especially because there are so many things that play into that decision and that kind of does go to my next point I was gonna say um like what can people expect to feel when going through a big change and I think you know like what you were saying it could be everything and anything Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah, and I think like one minute you may be super excited and then maybe the next minute you're super sad because you realize, oh, I am moving away. Like I'm packing up my room. Yes. Like this is sad. Um, exciting, but sad too. So I think you can just, it's kind of like a roller coaster yes. of feelings, yeah. right? And that's
0: grief. I know. And I, I feel like these past few months have just been, I'm trying, I'm feeling so many different things and, and trying to like, Understand where all these emotions are coming from. And obviously I'm just talking about my situation because not everyone might be feeling the same thing. And in every big change, it's like different situations, Mm -hmm. you know, but just in my like college situation, um, I've just been, there's days where I'm like super scared and like I'm scared that I'm going to be lonely and I'm scared that I'm not going to like it or that I picked the wrong school and stuff like that. And then I kind of have to talk myself out of it. And then other days I'm, like, so excited and I, like, am excited about the campus and I'm excited to leave. You know, yeah. so many different emotions that, like, change every single day. Right. So then that makes me feel like when I'm so, like, bogged down in these, like, negative emotions that it doesn't, it shouldn't really have that much of an effect on me. Like, you know, after so many days of going through that roller coaster, then every time I feel that way, I'm like, okay, I know this is just, like, A phase I'm going to go through right now and it'll be okay tomorrow yeah and I feel like that applies to a lot of things yeah and I think it's okay to feel what you feel Mm -hmm. like if you're
1: scared well yeah our brain doesn't like uncertainty right we Mm -hmm. talked about that earlier so of course there's going to be a little bit of fear and that's okay and it's okay to acknowledge that and it's okay to say like yeah I'm a little scared right now I'm still excited but like what does it look like what does the future look like so I think that's where
0: that fear comes in which is okay yeah and um like it's okay to be it's okay to just feel whatever you need to feel yeah you know and I I would I think it was we talked we talked about this in multiple classes but um just there's like this pressure and like weirdness now I don't know if it's like just from technology or just what it's like now or it's hard to like acknowledge your negative emotions Mm -hmm. even though it should be okay like what I was saying you should just know that it's just a phase that you're going through it doesn't have to define you or define you in that moment but you can just acknowledge like oh I'm like really mad right now or Mm -hmm. I'm really sad and you can just kind of acknowledge that that it's there and just say okay and then you know it'll pass right um and just like being able to sit in that and and like know that it's there is honestly like it's a it's kind of a good feeling because you can like you can understand what you're going through at at that time, you know yeah, and
1: I I think we've been so programmed to look at feelings as bad or good, negative or positive. Yes. But at the end of the day it's a feeling, it's an emotion. And feelings and emotions are our body's way of telling us like hey, like you there's some there's a need here. Yes. And so just being curious about what you're feeling like. If you're feeling angry, like asking yourself, like, hey, okay, like I acknowledge, like I'm feeling kinda angry right now. I know anger is a secondary feeling, so like what's under what's under this? Yes. Like What's going on right now? Has something happened? Do I need, like, to maybe some rest? Am I sleeping well? Do I need to go see people? Have I been isolating? So feelings and emotions are, like, yeah. our body's way of telling us there's a need here. Right. So maybe not seeing it so much as negative or positive.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a good and a bad in, like, our you know just society need to label our emotions because it's good to like acknowledge what's there but then at the same time it's kind of like we're putting them in these boxes and that kind of goes back to us saying that you can go through m- multiple at a time you can have both emotions you can have m- like more than two or more than however many yeah. emotions and sometimes they kind of mix you know like yeah sometimes it's not super obvious to tell that you're super mad right now or or, or happy like sometimes they can intertwine and the ups and downs, you know, but I did want to go back to something you said. So can you explain what you meant by saying that anger is a secondary emotion?
1: Yeah. So when we look at anger, there's usually something that's triggering the anger. So if we look at like an iceberg, right? Like we've seen that analogy of an iceberg. So there's the tip of the iceberg and then everything else is underwater. So if we can look at anger as the tip of the iceberg but then there's something underneath the water. So what are the feelings that are actually triggering that secondary emotion of anger? So do I feel embarrassed? Mm. Like I'm angry, but like wh- what what stems from that anger? Is it embarrassment? Is it feeling like I'm not being heard?
0: Mm, that's good, Right? Yeah.
1: So looking at like maybe am I sad? Like did something like, make me sad and now I'm like feeling that secondary feeling of anger because of it so really like being able to identify what's underneath that iceberg that's triggering that anger because typically it's not that I'm angry it's I'm embarrassed or I'm sad or someone like did something to make me upset or I was bullied right so there's so much other stuff that's underneath that iceberg
0: totally and I feel like I don't know if you if you would agree with this but that that's kind of how a lot of other emotions I feel like are. Like, obviously, some, something is there to trigger it. But with anger, now that I think about it, like, every time I've been angry, there's, like, it's kind of like this reason. Like, you feel a certain way. Like, you feel ashamed or, you, or you're kind of, like, sad about something. And then it, like, triggers that anger. Right. Is that what you would say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so then I kind of just wanted to talk about just going back to, like, being in education and being, um, like, working at a high school. Um, What have you learned about grief and change specifically to teens and high school students? And do you have any experiences like with your your work? Yeah. So
1: I think what I hear most often when students are grieving loss in terms of transitions is that they feel like there's something wrong with them. Like, Mm. like I'm graduating, like I'm going off to college, like I should be really happy and excited, but I'm like super overwhelmed and I'm like, Like I'm feeling like super sad and I'm like isolating, like what's going on? And it's like, you're grieving. Yeah. Right. So I think being able to validate those feelings of it's okay to feel these things. Like you're, you're closing a chapter, you're closing the chapter of adolescence and going into young adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, or you're leaving freshman year and you're going into your sophomore year. That's a pretty big transition. Um, and just being okay with those feelings and making sure that those feelings are validated um, totally. and that we can understand that, like, grief is a process and we're going to feel a multitude of different feelings like we talked about earlier. So I think what I've noticed is a lot of students or even adults just feel like there's something wrong with them. Like, why do I feel this? Like, what is going on with me right now? Well, you're grieving. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and I like that you said that a lot of a lot of people i mean i feel like it's interesting that you said that a lot of people feel like there's something wrong because it's kind of like we said before it's like you kind of expect to feel certain emotions but you you know that like there's not always going to be a right and a wrong way to feel yeah which seems obvious but i guess when you go through certain things you feel weird that your your kind of your brain and your body is telling you like and making you feel a certain way even though you think you should feel this way or like you think you should feel Or it kind of could be the opposite like you think you should feel more sad about something but you don't or you think you should be excited about something that's exciting but you're not and and there's no like right or wrong way to feel about anything yeah exactly and I think
1: also oftentimes um like we get so stuck in the I there's like a right or a wrong way Mm -hmm. right and they're there isn't there's Mm -hmm. no right or wrong way to feel like it's your experience it's what you're experiencing right now and that's okay
0: a hundred percent and everyone kind of has like different ways of expressing their emotions like maybe outwardly a lot of people are way more sad or uh, something like that you know but and you're like why am I not crying right now but I feel like everyone just has their own ways of expressing it so you might not be outwardly expressing your sadness but you could do that in other ways or you know what I mean like right everyone just has their own emotions and some people don't um like show them as Mm -hmm. obviously but everyone has like has their own way of like processing things
1: yeah so yeah like just going back to what we were saying a little bit earlier like I think it's really important not to get stuck in that like it's positive or it's negative like it just is yeah it just is what you're feeling and our brains are trained to protect us and they're trained our brains are trained to see what's not working right right what's going wrong yes what's negative but we kind of have to be able to just acknowledge that know that that's happening and then be able to kind of create this new neuro pathway Mm -hmm. that says well what is working right now what like what is good and then what can I be grateful for and kind of shift the narrative for ourselves
0: right and it's that like survival mechanism where yeah if you're like really upset or angry your your brain is trying to figure out how to make that better but it's okay um to just be however like you're feeling like i was saying before to sit in those negative emotions and also with the whole negative thing like technically if we hadn't labeled all these emotions then you won't really know which ones are negative or positive like yeah, yeah you feel happy sometimes and you feel sad other times but they're all just things that your brain is making you feel like it doesn't mean one is like good or bad right and obviously sometimes you want to feel happier but sometimes finally like letting yourself feel the negative emotions is what you need to mm-hmm. kind of get that tension out yeah and like physically I don't you know some people say like physically crying is what makes you feel better and it kind of lets all that emotion out yeah. without like kind of holding it in so I feel like that's that's one part of like letting those emotions out yeah I'm an advocate of a good cry yes so. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like we're kind of reaching the end of this, but do you have any advice or any advice for anyone going through something like this right now in any capacity? Yeah, I would just say, like, there's nothing, like, there's nothing that
1: you're doing wrong. Like, these are just, this is a part of being human, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it's okay to sit with the things that are going wrong it's okay to sit with what's not working and acknowledge those things but be curious Mm -hmm. ask yourself like okay like why am i feeling this like what's going on like ask yourself questions be curious about your feelings and try to identify like what your body is saying that you need um So, yeah, and I think if you're, like, going through a really hard time and you're not able to, like, process that grief and it's getting to the point where you're, like, really isolating, like, definitely please seek out, like, a professional and really talk to them so that you can process those feelings.
0: Yes, and um, going off your point of saying, like, be curious, I'm definitely an advocate for, like, trying to understand your own mental health and how you work, and I guess just especially when I have a lot of alone time, I'm able to... Not that it's necessarily a good or a bad thing, but I always try to kind of understand what's going on inside because when I'm alone, I, I just have all this time with my thoughts and feelings, right. you know? So I'm trying to, like, unpack that and and in some way, like, categorize it. But, you know, sometimes you just have to let it be, but mm-hmm. it is good to, I guess, try to see what's going on so you can yeah. um, understand yourself so you kind of know how you're going to react next time. And that's... that's in. In that way, I feel like it's good because you're so used to your own reactions and your own emotions that you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and you know how, how you, like, act. Right. Um, okay. So do you have any last words before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I think just kind of
1: embrace whatever you're feeling. Um, sit with what you're feeling. Be okay with what you're feeling. Just don't get stuck in it.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I really like
1: that. Yeah, so it's okay to feel it. It's okay to kind of sit with it for a day, but don't get stuck in it. Try to kind of shift that narrative for yourself and really identify, like, what is working, though? Yes. Like, or even, like, like, just recognizing the beauty outside, right. like, whether it's a butterfly, a rose, and kind of sitting in that awe. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, feel what you're feeling, acknowledge it, but don't get stuck in it.
0: right okay well with that I think we will be done with the episode but thank you so much Jackie for joining us this was really interesting and I this will help a lot of people going through something like that and it definitely helped me kind of like unpack a lot of things going on but thank you so much and I'm hoping we can do this again but it was really fun yeah thanks